coming up on the Cubes of Saturdays podcast. It was probably one of my most challenging challenge. And then I had, and then I did the Examinx underwater, which was more challenging than the 17 by 17. One day I was looking at Mr. Beast video of him trying to stay underwater for 24 hours. And that got me inspired to try to do this underwater. Hello, I'm Max Chan, AKA MC Stuff. And you're listening to season two, episode 10 of the Cubes of Saturdays podcast. Enjoy. episode 10 season 2 of the cubes of saturday's podcast i'm your host max channer mc stuff and joining me once again is jake and also i have a very special guest i have simon chi who has 500k followers on tiktok and over 40k subscribers on youtube so thank you simon for coming on the podcast today. yeah thank you for having me all right so um jake and i have also prepared some discussion points and questions for um you to answer so um i guess i'll start um so Simon, you obviously are a, a really big influencer in the cubing community. So how did that exactly start up? Like, how did you start cubing, and like, how did you um, discover the cube? Yeah, so I think I picked up the Rubik's cube when I was around 12 years old. I I wanted to learn it, so I went on YouTube and started to look up tutorials. And after I think one less than one hour, I I solved it for the first time. And I became hooked. Ever since then, I got more puzzles, a 4x4, 5x5, pyramids, different sizes and shapes. And I also started posting YouTube videos in 2009. Um, so that's 11 years ago, just on and off, just posting fun Rubik's Cube video. And yeah, that's how I got started. Yeah, would you say that the Cuban community has like changed from back then, like from 2009 until now? Like what differences or what big differences have you seen since then, like 11 years ago? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I know I've been following Felix Zemdegs for pretty much my entire life. He's I know he's a little older than I am, maybe one or two years older. But I just remember just watching his YouTube videos, his five second solve, world record, six seconds at the time, seven, six, and then four seconds, 4.22. Um, and then also more content, more people started creating Rubik's Cube videos. Um, back then, I know there was one really, really good tutorial. I think it's called Dan Brown. That's the tutorial I was watching. And uh, that made, that taught me how to solve uh, Rubik's Cube. And uh, there's just more creative, um, more creative people coming into the space like Cubastic, uh, Cubing Encoded, JPerm, and uh, yeah, there's so many right now, and it's it's good to see the Cubing community grow. So it's it's growing constantly each year. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like I believe there's at least a hundred thousand people in the WCA right now. Um, and I personally have started cubing in 2015 and I haven't been cubing as long as you, but I definitely have seen a growth in the community, definitely more people creating content. And um, yeah, I just say like, there's like back then, like when I started, do you, do you know, like Derpy Cuber, like those people, like hashtag Cuber, those people, they were in they, like, when I went to a competition, those were some people that I'd see. And now it's like cubing encoded, JR Cuber, like they're still pretty popular. Like you're a big influencer in the community, like more people have come on the rise, but yeah. So Jake, what are your thoughts on this also? Like, what have you seen since you started cubing in 2017 also? Honestly, not much has changed. Uh, I guess the rise in JPerm actually, like, 
because I think he was like just starting out when I started cubing, which is early 2017, and he's like skyrocketed. He has like over 400k subs now, and he's growing at an insane rate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now um, moving on to content creation. So you make YouTube videos as well as TikTok. I'm pretty sure most people know you from your TikTok because you have a big influence there. But I wanted to start with YouTube here first. So I also create content on YouTube as well. But I just wanted to ask you, how did you start creating content on YouTube? Like, um, or no, I mean, like, how's your process creating content? So like, you have this amazing idea for a video. How does that, how is that executed? Starting from planning it all the way to publishing it. How does that all work for you? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to talk about when I started uh, back in 2009, 2010, my early days. Uh, so some videos, if you look at in the back, um, I edited and they have this watermark in the middle of the screen for the whole video, or at least some. So I think back then I just, you know, find a free editing software and just post whatever I want. But right now, I when I have an idea, I actually write things down, whether it's on Google Drive, the Google Docs, or just on paper. I have a plan before each video and what I want to accomplish, what uh, sponsors are there that I have to get their products in the video, uh, use my discount code. And uh, so I write everything down and I plan it. Then I make the video, uh, depending on the video style, it could take a couple minutes, couple hours, couple days. Um, so I, I shoot that, I get some, a lot of B-rolls. And a lot of, actually a lot of video I create don't go onto the YouTube, doesn't, doesn't make it, doesn't make the cut because I just have so much, so many footage of different angles of Rubik's Cube, different stuff. So it doesn't hurt to shoot more videos than you need. So I have all the video. I put them in a video editor called Sony Vegas Movie Studio Platinum 15.0. Uh, I got that in January 2019 for $60 one-time fee. Um, it, it's decent. It has a lot of features in it and uh, I don't have the, the high-end like Adobe Premiere. Um, so edit it and then I uh, write my caption, put the tag, and then I make sure to get my thumbnail, take a picture somewhere in the process of making the video. Uh, so I have a thumbnail picture. I edit that and then I just post it and share it across my social media. Yeah, nice process there. Yeah, I, I think I have a similar process as well. Like, I think like um, your most popular video is the 13 by 13, um, you solving a 13 by 13. So I just wanted to ask, like, is that the video that like popped off for you? Like, when was that posted again? Like a couple years ago, I believe? Yeah, it was posted in 2016. Okay. So would you say that like spiked your growth a little bit or was there something else that um, like made you popular in the Cuban community? Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Do you know how many subscribers I had back then? No, I'm not sure. I believe it was around 200 before that 16 million video. Oh, wow. Wow. 200 subscribers. So I was just... That's insane. Just, yeah, just making videos. And um, after that video was posted, I didn't post for two years. I kind of lost interest in YouTube because it, because I didn't think I could make money off YouTube or have it as a career. So I focused on college and that was when I was uh, entering college. So two years I posted my 17 by 17 video. It got viral on Facebook, not on YouTube. Um, and then 
a year later in 2019, I started really posting more content. Uh, so I started out with a base of 26,000 subscribers. So that's, that was how, that was the growth I had, um, during those three years, I didn't really post. Wow. That's, that's, that's insane. Like, um, considering like one video just popped off and that was just the growth there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Jake, did you have a question for Simon, um, that you prepared also? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Or anything else you want to talk about here? Honestly, I didn't really know Simon that much before. Like we talked, started like talking about him on the podcast. Okay. All right. Um, so another thing um, on t- on the TikTok side of this. So you have over 500k um, followers on TikTok. So how exactly did you like start doing TikTok? Would you say? Because I know it's a most it's a recent platform that just um, came up um, in the yeah. world. Yeah, I started July 4th of 2019. I posted one video and then I deleted the app and re-downloaded it October 2019. So one year ago, I posted my first Rubik's Cube TikTok and then been posting ever since. So one year one year ago, in one year, I've, I've gained 500K followers on TikTok. Uh, before that Rubik's Cube TikTok, I think I had like 10 or 15 followers. Um but I didn't really see Rubik's Cube content on TikTok or didn't know of any. Uh, I found a dude's corner, which his video popped off uh, with the gunshot TikTok. So I, I made a similar one. I did, I did credit him, but I didn't credit him for the second one in January 2020, 2020 because I already, I already credited him like twice or three times. And I, I guess... Well, he got like suspicious, but oh well. Um, but yeah, posting some of my YouTube contents on there and just following TikTok trends. Yeah, that's that's a good strategy to have. And um, um, would you say that it's easier to grow on um, TikTok a lot faster than YouTube is? Uh, it de- it it really depends. Um, I say. I say, I say TikTok, yeah, you can grow faster based on what I've experienced. I mean, 500K, that, that, that's a lot. Um, getting to that on YouTube will probably take a couple years. Um, but on TikTok, it took me one year. And the just the insane growth, um, I think TikTok is easier. Yeah, the platform is constantly growing. Like TikTok, um, it's just a lot of kids are gravitating towards that. And I guess um, YouTube is for like long form content, I guess. And TikTok is it has like um, shorter attention spans, and it's it it incorporates music as well. And that's what intrigues a lot of like younger viewers as well, or people who use the platform. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. All right, and then um, um, aside from social media, um, you also do you, um, Speedcube or. Uh, do you like cubing um, like competitively? Uh, I did attend one last year. I don't really attend it, but hopefully after the pandemic, after COVID, I, I'm able to go to more competitions and uh, meet meet my fans. Um, yeah, I, I don't do competitions, but I really want to get into speed cubing and get faster solving three by three, hopefully breaking Kevin Hayes' 10 Rubik's Cube underwaters in the future. And that's where most of my fans are, and I, I hope to see them at competitions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then um, just going back to one of your videos, sorry, I'm just fascinated by this, but you assembled a 17 by 17 cube recently, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Underwater, yeah. So 
wait, is that? Oh, wait, not underwater. I mean, you just assembled it, but you solved it underwater also. But yeah, how do you want to just like walk through exactly how that like work? Because it's just mind boggling for me to like comprehend how exactly somebody could do that. Like, what was the thought process of you like making this video? And like, what did you think like during it also? Oh, yeah. So I think that got over 600K, 600,000 views right now. Um, it was probably one of my most challenging challenge. And then I had, and then I did the X-Minx underwater, which was more challenging than the 17 by 17. Uh, but one day I was looking at Mr. Beast video of him trying to stay underwater for 24 hours. And that got me inspired to try to do this underwater. And like literally no one has done it before. So I was really nervous and like the, the days leading up to when I, I'm supposed to film it, take four to five hours of my morning and just go, just be underwater. And the hardest part was breathing. Um, not a lot of people know, but so breathing through a snorkel, you have this tiny hole and you're just breathing out that tiny hole for four, four to five hours. And you, your skin just starts getting really soggy and yeah, that was just really interesting. And, and looking back to it, I I was like proud. I made that video and yeah, that, that popped off. Yeah, I could never do that. Like I can barely hold my breath alone for like um, 20 seconds or so. But um, yeah, and I guess um, you taking exponential risks, like, like also like sort of following the trends in a way, but like taking it in a different way, like... Um, like you got inspired by the Mr. Beast thing and that was something that's really popular and you turned it into a cubing thing. And I think that's like um, something good that a lot of YouTube creators are doing now that like helps grow a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jake, anything else you want to add on that or um, anything else you want to mention? No, not really. Or now going back to another subject. Um, so you also do swimming um, and also, you like are pretty physically active. I think I've seen your other channel as well. Do you want to like talk about some other non-cubing things you do in sports and all that? Oh yeah, so I was on this uh, Division One college swim team at Virginia Tech all four years from 2016 to 2020, and also being the team captain my senior year. Uh, I did graduate in May 2020 with a computer science degree, and yeah, swimming has been a huge part of my life. And now since swimming is over, well, I could still technically still swim and try to uh, compete for a spot, an Olympic spot for the Canadian Olympic trials next year. But it just takes a lot of work and it's time to move on with my career and my life. So um, I picked up triathlons and uh, hopefully I'll get my first ever triathlon soon. And I think... The reason why I did that is I, I just love competing. I, I love racing. I love uh, getting in top shape. So that's that's another area I'm I'm really into the fitness. Nice, yeah. So um, a triathlon. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. So it's I know it's biking, swimming, and running also. So um, do you know exactly like how long each of the distances are for that? Uh, so it depends. An Olympic distance is, I, I believe, uh, 1,500 meter swim and then a 40 kilometer bike, which is around 25 miles, and then a, 
a half marathon run, which is 13.1 miles. And then an Ironman, which is a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike, and a marathon 26.2 mile run. Hmm. Okay. So there's different levels. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's still obviously insane. Like you have to obviously be really well-rounded in that. So, um, so would you say swimming is like your strong suit, um, like throughout the triathlon or have you been like working on biking and running also? Uh, I, I've been mainly focusing on the biking and running because swimming, I pretty much am faster than most of the triathlete, uh, competing because, uh, no one, well, yeah, I had an extensive swim career, so I swim from time to time and just try to get my biking and running stronger. Okay, yeah. So for me personally, um, I'm not good at swimming either. So like, I think um, I started, I started, I took swimming lessons, but I never really got into it. Like, I don't think I could ever really do a triathlon, um, because it's just, it's just really, it's tough on your body also. But I guess it shows that you want to push yourself to the limit and like just um, see what you're human body can do and also like that you have that competitive aspect which is a really good trait to have as well and yeah so like um yeah i also do running as well and um like i ran a 10k also today so would you say like would you say like um being more athletic and physically active like has helped you in any other parts of or no like i mean has like has there been any parallels throughout like sports and cubing also anything like the competitive aspect or anything else uh, I, I think when I go to cubing competitions more in the future, I just want to, uh, perform at my best. So there's in swimming, you get ready for a competition, uh, weeks before that. And you, you, you practice, you work on different, um, different strokes, different, you, you work on the start, the flip turns and like individual parts. So I guess I can turn that into cubing, uh, pick out the specific parts. And what the what Leo, Felix, Max, the professionals are really good at is working on those specific parts, uh, doing the boring stuff, and that's how they improve. Um, and then uh, during competitions, you know, there's the nervousness that gets everybody. I'm I'm sure um, how to handle being nervous and use that adrenaline to yeah perform at your best. Yeah. So like. Um... Once comp- once competitions start back up, do you see yourself like, I don't know, I've seen like some YouTubers do like series where they'd say like, oh, I'm training for this competition. Do you see yourself doing something like that for um, a competition, like um, getting like honing in on an event and then getting like really fast at it? Yeah, I would love to keep myself accountable with my subscribers. So if I announce, oh, I'm going to go to this January competition in California, uh, hopefully you'll make it and I'll be training uh with i'll keep up keep you guys updated on my training and uh yeah we'll we'll see what happens yeah that's a that's actually a good idea yeah and also i don't know how um how well how well you know about like cubing hardware or not right now but um so do you know like the do you know about like budget cubes right now like what are your opinion on that like cubes getting cheaper i'd say and like the performance is getting a lot better do you know much about that uh it's a little i not really keep track of those i know the gan 11m pro is that right yeah it's gan's latest flagship yeah they they just came out and i i know the i did try the moyu rs 3m 3x3 and i think it's that's a really good budget cube um 
but I get, I got my first magnetic cube the beginning of this year. So th that was, no, 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 last year, last year, actually. And uh, I got my GAN 356X this year. And yeah, but not much. I don't know much about what's the technology inside. I just, I just turn the cube and make something out of it. Okay. And then another thing I know Jake wants to talk about was big cubes. So, um, yeah. so like, um, for five by five, six by six, and seven by seven, um, I think you, you were mentioning before. Like, what do you think are like the best ones on the market? I'm not sure yeah, if you know so much about this, but I yeah, I practice a lot of big cubes. I I'm nearing sub one on five by five. I'm sub two on six by six, and I'm close to sub three on seven by seven. Those are like the like big barriers for big cubes, pretty much. And yeah, so I uh, I guess I'll just talk about hardware first. Like five by five, the Outchuang WRM and the Volk Five are both really good. The Outchuang is uh, my main, and then six by six is just the MGC. It's the only like good one. On seven by seven is pretty much just the MGC as well. Uh, I I actually have the the Moyu Outchuang WRM five by five. The YJ MGC and the seven by seven some some budget cube magnetic. Okay, yeah, nice. yeah. I, I love the five by five and six by six. Yeah, and it shows that like budget cubes, you can still perform pretty well on them. Like I believe Kieran, he's like really fast at big cubes, and he uses the MGC. The MGC line, it's not like the highest end, but it's also like extremely good. And world class cubers can use it. Like I still use the Haze Seven for seven by seven. It was a pretty expensive cube, but I got it back in 2018, and it still served me pretty well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and then um, another thing that we have that we want to talk about was um, factory lubes. So, is is that something you want to talk about, Jake? Here, I hate factory lubes so much. Basically, I, what I see most people doing is like they'll take the cube out of the box, and the, like. It, it kind of hurts me. They, they never, like, clean out the factory lube, and, like, it's just stuck in there, like, gunking up your cube and making it worse. I really just don't like factory lube because I can't, like, like I ha basically have to clean it out to be fully satisfied with the cube. That's just me. Uh, and, like, I, I even cleaned out, like, my 7x7 and stuff. I cleaned out the factory lube just because it annoyed me so much. I really wish cube companies would, like, release, like, unlubed versions of it. Like, you could... Sort of like how they had DIY kits back in, like, the early 2010s. I mean, the, Simon, you can oh, probably yeah. touch on that. Like, you really uh -huh. just, like, have to assemble the cube right as you take it out of the box. Yeah, they could do something like that, but, like, I don't know, just no lube inside the cube, so you can, like, take it out of the box and just put your own lube in and be good to go mm -hmm. all right so um simon did you have anything to add about that like um like uh have you unboxed many cubes that like have that problem of the um or do you like lube your cubes much when they um come out of the box uh i don't the first like unboxing video i did was this year so not much experience with that i every unboxing i had so far is, is nice in my opinion because i don't have enough uh unboxing to do that okay um yeah and then um jake you mentioned assembling cubes also so like assembling your seven by seven after wiping it down and simon i know you're pretty good at assembling cubes as well so 
I just wanted to know because for me, I've never assembled anything above a five by five, like five by five or up. Like, how do you both like? What's your strategies in um, assembling cubes? I don't know if there's any specific thing, or you just take a lot of time out of your day to do it. Just do it. I mean, there's nothing really to it. Just do it. Yeah, I made a video on my channel, like assembling the four, assembling a four by four. That was a struggle for me because those internal pieces, um, you had to put together and like slide in. I. I think like there's a couple cubes in my cubing career, like a Wuhua 6x6, I believe. That one, it popped, and then I could not put it back together. And right now, it just sits in a bag in my room, all disassembled. So also, Simon, so you disassembled a 17x17 17 17 and then put it back together. So how exactly did that work? Like, um, you took it apart. Like, how, how tedious was the process, and how did you assemble it? Uh, the, the main thing was time. Uh, there's a lot of pieces. First, you have to sort the pieces so uh, you know which piece goes where on the cube. Um, so in my video, I think I showed them that I showed you guys that the how I kind of sorted or maybe some B-roll of different um, sort assortment. Uh, so sorting the centers, uh, there there would be four centers of the the center pieces and then the edges, and just building it from top. To bottom being really careful um on the build being really careful building it the building the first layer because that's when it's the most fragile yeah and um how long did that take you by the way to assemble the whole cube uh 17 by 17 i think less than nine hours yeah easier than the exomix mm. okay yeah, and it doesn't. It's, I think like even layer cubes, they have like those little internal pieces as well. So I think um, odd layer cubes are maybe a little bit easier to assemble. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, what yeah, I, th I think yeah, odd, odd layers are easier. Yeah, they're easier. But what you can do with even layer cubes is like, you know how the first like few sets of internals are like really difficult to like put in, and sometimes they don't like stay together. You can uh, put like a thick lube, like to sort of temporarily oh. glue the small internal piece to the big internal uh that sort of thing and then just slide it in and it should like stay there a bit better i do that quite often okay that's nice mm -hmm. all right and then one last like discussion point or question that i want to talk about with simon was um so you were sponsored by speed cube shop is that correct uh well what, what's your definition of sponsoring or I just checked your, or not sponsored, like you have a discount code, like how exactly did you get like, or like um, you're in collaboration with them, because I see on your YouTube channel, like you can use a code on Speedcube Shop. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say right now I'm an ambassador. What, what I consider sponsored, people pay me cash, and oh, I've had different brands pay me in cash, but not a Speedcube store yet. Uh, sponsor they could send me products um, that could be considered sponsored um, yeah but yeah sponsor slash ambassador if you use my discount code I don't get any money just so you know okay well it at least shows the support um, that um, people get through watching your videos and like using it at stores but yeah do you see yourself in the future getting sponsored or like applying for it something like that because you have a big influence like and I don't know if other tiktokers have like been um sponsored or something like that from a cube cube retail store so do you see yourself in the future doing that uh yeah uh hopefully i'll still have the speed cube shop uh discount code um 
but I'm also, yeah, we'll see about the future, about like what I really want to get sponsored by in all my videos. Um, yeah. But okay. we'll see. All right. And then um, on this podcast, we do have two segments on here. Um, also, in addition to the discussion points and questions, so um, Jake and I have prepared some questions. Um, a would you for a would you rather segment we have on this podcast and a rapid fire segment. So um, we'll start with the would you rather segment here first. Um, I have two would you rather questions here for you. Um, and are you ready to begin? Uh, yes, I am. Would you rather? Right, so the first one here is: Would you rather have more time or more money? Uh, I'll say more time. Okay, so do you want to elaborate that? Elaborate on that a yeah, little bit more. Yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if it's just a one answer or just elaborate. Oh, we'll uh, get to that in rapid fire. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, more more time because I I mean life is short. You can't really buy time back. Uh, if you have more time, you can have the more have more opportunity to make more money, and yeah, time is just too precious. Yeah, I agree with that. Money can't buy happiness. There, mm-hmm. and um, Jake, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? I would actually say money, but that's probably gonna change over the next few years because, um, at least with like online school and stuff, I actually have a pretty good amount of time to just kind of do what I want and relax. Uh, so yeah, I'd say money. Okay. Would you spend, like, what would you spend the money on? Or like, how would you use it or save it? Or Cubes. What... <laughs> Cubes. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the second, would you rather question I have here is, would you rather, for Simon, um, would you rather give up YouTube or TikTok? Oh, man. Oh, man. I would say... Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Oh, man. That's a hard one. I would say... Uh, maybe TikTok, because I, I've been doing YouTube longer. Yeah, I agree with that. And, like, TikTok, I feel like sometimes, um, like, there's, like, this... I don't know. Like, have you heard, in, like, the government? Like, I don't know. TikTok might be banned because of, like... The um, government sort of like the data thing yeah chinese spying uh yeah i'm not too worried about that i'm just uh yeah, yeah. i guess you've invested more time in doing youtube yes i did maybe that's why okay yeah i agree with that and then um so those were the would you rather questions i prepared and jake prepared as well and um the next thing the next segment on this podcast we have is called rapid fire so this is where you get to answer the questions in i guess as quickly as possible, um, sort of, and um, it's a little bit quicker than Would You Rather. So, are you ready to begin the segment Rapid Fire? Yes. Rapid Fire. Okay, so I prepared, I have 10 questions here, and you're going to try to answer them, I guess, as quickly as you can. Um, with meaningful answers here so i actually try to time the um the guests on here so i had phil you owner of the cubicle on a couple episodes ago and i believe he got 31 seconds so we'll see if oh 31 seconds 10 10 questions yes 
What? Wait, you got Phil? Yeah. Phil, you did it in 31 seconds. So I'm just pulling up my phone timer right now. All right. I think I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, begin. All right. Do you like carrots? Yes. What is your favorite board game? Monopoly. Favorite beverage? Coke. Wind or aisle seat? Window or aisle seat? Uh, window. Uh, running or swimming? Swimming. Google or Safari? Google. Mac or PC? PC. Dog or cat? Dog. Rap or pop? Pop. If you had the world's attention for 10 seconds, what would you say? Hi. Okay, I stopped it right there. Nice. <laughs> you got sub 30 there. 29.95 seconds. Congratulations. That, that's a new record for the um, Cubes of Saturday's podcast. There we go. <laughs> that's that's a pretty tough time to beat. And um, <laughs> coincidentally, you actually had the same exact answer for question 10 as Phil um because if you had the world's attention you would say hi yeah like going back to that like i also talked about this with phil and he said like um like just keeping it like short because you it's pretty much impossible to have the world's like consent at one time to like say something but do you want to sort of elaborate on your answer like what what were you like thinking and was there would there be like a more in-depth answer if you had more time to answer the question uh yeah, there will be a more in-depth uh, if I had more time. Like, hi, how are you guys doing? Uh, and I say something like, life is too short to be sad or mad, just be happy. But I think hi is my initial reaction to that because that's how, you know, I, I greet someone. And when you talk about, oh, you have the world's attention, I'll just say hi. The first thing I'll say. Yeah, I guess you don't want to overwhelm the person or the people, yeah. the like eight almost eight billion people who are watching and like if you think about it like there's like um almost i guess more than half the population can't understand english so it'd be kind of hard there but it's just um a question to get your mind moving i guess a little bit there so um and then jake what are your thoughts on this what would you say if you got the world's attention for um 10 seconds also hi all right nice (laughs) do you have the same um elaboration there or same explanation assignment there yeah pretty much okay nice all right so um that wraps up everything on my note sheet jake is there anything else you would like to mention um for simon before Um, we wrap up is bad again do you want to elaborate on that i'm not (laughs) (laughs) cubes are unstable and like you mean overpriced yeah i agree with that yeah um, all right. So, and then, um, Simon, anything else you would like to say before we wrap up this episode of the podcast? Uh, no, but thank you so much for having me. All right. So, yeah. Um, and before, before we also wrap up, um, where can people find you on the internet, Simon? Uh, so if you, if you Google the Simon Shi, my, my YouTube channel should pop up. Uh, Instagram is the underscore Simon Shi. TikTok is the Simon Shi. YouTube, the Simon Shi. Uh, yeah, so she is S-H-I at the end, the Simon She. Okay, nice. I will definitely be sure to plug that in the show notes. Thank you, Simon, for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much as well. That wraps up Season 2, Episode 10 of the Cube Stuff Saturdays podcast. Thank you so much for listening up until this point. I really do appreciate you guys who just come to the very end because you're the real ones after all. But I had a very great conversation with Simon. Thank you 
Jake for coming on the podcast as well. We're trying to incorporate him in a little bit more in the podcast. We're going to have other special guests on in the future that you guys can look forward to. But I'm also thinking, you know, how, like I said, the season's going to be ending at like 10 episodes possibly. Like that's going to be capping it there. But I don't know about that because I think it should sort of run in like the ebbs and flows and just see where it goes. It shouldn't just be because of like, um, it shouldn't be restricted just because of every 10 episodes. Maybe I want to make it longer or shorter. Who knows? So I don't know. This could go on to 50 episodes. It could go on to the next season could be one episode. Who knows, honestly. But um, this is what it is, guys. Thank you so much for sticking to the end. Be sure to rate this podcast if you haven't already. I'd really appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe to it as well. Comment down below if you're watching from YouTube. And also like the video. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And as always, happy cubing. Peace.